Let us be attentive. Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of our fathers, for you are just in all you have done. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews. Let us be attentive. Brethren, by faith Abraham sojourned in the land of promise as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked forward to the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, and David, and Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, received promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, won strength out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release, that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and scourging, and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were tempted, they were killed with the sword, they went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering over deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, though well attested by their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had foreseen something better for us, that apart from us they should not be made perfect. Peace be with you, the reader. Wisdom arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Let us be The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, and Judah the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar, and Perez the father of Hezron, and Hezron the father of Ram, and Ram the father of Adminadab, 
and Amminadab, the father of Nashon, and Nashon, the father of Salmon, and Salmon, the father of Boaz by Rahab, and Boaz, the father of Obed by Ruth, and Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of David, the king, and David was the father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah, and Solomon, the father of Rehoboam, and Rehoboam, the father of Abijah, and Abijah, the father of Asa, and Asa, the father of Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat, the father of Joram, and Joram, the father of Uzziah, and Uzziah, the father of Jotham, and Jotham, the father of Ahaz, and Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah, and Hezekiah, the father of Manasseh, and Manasseh, the father of Amos, and Amos, the father of Josiah, and Josiah, the father of Jeconiah and his brothers, at the time of the deportation to Babylon. And after the deportation to Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Shealtiel, and Shealtiel, the father of Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel, the father of Abiub, and Abiud, the father of Eliakim, and Eliakim, the father of Azor, and Azor, the father of Zadok, and Zadok, the father of Achim, and Achim, the father of Eliud, and Eliud, the father of Eleazar, and Eleazar, the father of Mathan, and Mathan, the father of Jacob, and Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called the Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David were 14 generations, and from David to the deportation to Babylon, 14 generations, and from the deportation to Babylon to the Christ, 14 generations. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way, when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child of the Holy Spirit, and her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had born a son. And he called his name Jesus. Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel.
name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. February 28th, 1953. Two Cambridge researchers, James Watson and Francis Crick, made an announcement that they had discovered what the structure was for DNA. That molecule within us that allows life to transfer from one species to another. It was groundbreaking science. And from that point on, there were many, many additional science projects. And in today, when we look at the science and technology that we have, it's quite astounding. The things that we can do genetically, diseases that can be treated, genetic engineering with livestock and crops, identifying DNA with body remains, identifying DNA in regards to paternity, and also looking at DNA as far as ancestry. And since all of these discoveries have come along, the ability to look at DNA has gotten lower and lower in price so that the average person now can look at his own DNA. And you'll see throughout the TV ads, especially around this time of year, 23andMe and all of these other promotions to get your DNA looked at. And last year especially, it was incredibly popular for people to look at their DNA and try to find out if I'm this percentage Greek and I'm this percentage Irish and I'm this percentage Russian and on and on. It also has been an explosion in the number of people who have gone on things like Ancestry.com to try to track their lineage and find out more about their families. And because of all of this, psychologists have wondered why. Why are people interested in it? And from the normal understanding when we look at it, it's curiosity. What can we learn about our ancestors? We have these photographs that sit on the shelf. We don't know who these people are. We don't know anything about their lives, perhaps. And we want to investigate and find out who were they? What experiences did they have? Where did they live? What did they do for a living? On the other hand, there's also another side of the coin, and that is psychologists found that there are many people who are out there who are searching. They're searching for some sort of being, some sort of belonging. With our society being as fragmented as it is, with families being as scattered and broken in many times, many people don't have a sense of belonging. They feel isolated, they feel distant, they feel alone, they feel lost and they're searching to try to make some sort of connection, either with people in their local area or people in the past, but some way having a sense of being. And psychologists have realized that the human person is not meant to be isolated. We're not meant to be alone, we're meant to be in communion. Now that isn't a surprise within the church because the Holy, the Holy Trinity tells us what communion is. And as we are created in the image of likeness of God, 
We are all meant to be in communion with one another and with God. So what does the genealogy of Jesus Christ tell us? What, what is it with all these names? Names that we heard in the gospel. If we had read the entire Synaxarian today, a multitude of more names. And if you look in the Old Testament, there's name after name after name in Chronicles. So what is it about names? What is it about these people? And there are several things that we can learn from it. The first thing is that when we look at Christ's genealogy, what comes to mind is love. Love for the human person, the human condition. That creation that God brought into existence to share everything that he had, but fell away from him. And because of our falling away, he did everything that he could, including giving us his only begotten son, to bring us back to him. The other thing that we can look at is faith. And we look at all of those people throughout time who have put their faith in the Lord, who've trusted in him, no matter the circumstance, and we heard about it in the epistle reading, all of the things that they endured, all of the things that they encountered. And in the Old Testament, it was only a promise, a promise that the Messiah would come and free them. But, beyond, but since Christ and beyond, those who have put their faith in Christ have continued to endure many, many horrific things. When we look at the human condition, the human person, we need to understand how incredibly gifted we are as individuals, but more importantly, how gifted and how blessed we are to be in community with our fellow man. It's not only our families. If I sat up here and gave you my genealogy, it would sound like a list of names like what I read in the gospel. And each of us would be the same. But each one of those people in our genealogy, in Christ's genealogy, has a name and is a person, a unique person. And what we're understanding through genetics is that each one of us has a special imprint. No two of us are alike. Even in twins and triplets and quadruplets, there are differences. Those people who have come before us, they dealt with a lot of different things too. They were put in different situations. They had to endure different things. They had no choices in many instances. We have no choices. We have no choices how tall we are, how wise we are, what we do for a living. Perhaps we have a choice, but maybe we don't. And when we look at our life, we are given certain circumstances. And sometimes I think it's too easy to say, I can't change. I am who I am. This is who God made me. I have a genetic predisposition to something, and I can't alter that. But we in the church know differently. 
God has the power, God has the ability to overcome. He has that, but he relies upon us to want it and to seek it. In those people who feel alone, who feel detached, I hope that they always realize that they aren't alone, that God is always with them. He's always wanting them, he's always loving them, and he's putting his arms around them. It's just for us who want to love him in return. James Watson used to say that the announcement about the discovery of DNA was actually made by Francis Crick when he walked into the Eagle Bar for a beer and said, we have found the secret of life. Dear brothers and sisters, the secret of life we know is Jesus Christ. May his peace, may his joy, may his love be with you this Christmas and throughout the year. Amen. Amen.